Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Robert, and it's time for a very special edition of the podcast. Oh, I'm talking about Halloween. This this sucker's coming out on Halloween, so we're recording this just a little bit early and putting it out just a little bit early in time for Halloween. Thanks for joining us. And today, I have my son Damon here in the studio with me. Halloween. Yeah. Do you have plans? No. Okay, you are 16 years old. No plans for Halloween. I don't, I don't think that that's strange. I think by the time I was I was 16, it, Halloween had sort of run its course. But some of my friends over the weekend, they sent me pictures of their kids going trick-or-treating. So not on Halloween, but, you know, on, on the Saturday or the Sunday beforehand. And it wasn't really trick-or-treating the way that I knew trick-or-treating. This is, this is the old man in me speaking up like, man, my day. Me. Me. They, they, they were going like to church or something like that to do trunk or treating. I'm doing air quotes. Trunk or treat. Yeah. So you just walk around the parking lot and go up to different cars and get candy. What do you think of that? I like normal trick or treating. Going house to house? Yeah, you go you go house to house. You you look at the lights yeah. outside. If they're on, go up. If they're not, don't. Mm-hmm. That's that's what trick or treating is. That it, that is what trick or treating is. You're right. Yeah. That's how I know it, and that's how I did it as a kid. I can remember changing costumes so that I could go like take another lap. And uh, of course, I, I grew up in suburban Chicago in Naperville, and Century Hill was the neighborhood I grew up in. A lot of houses in that subdivision, and. Once you did one lap, you knew which places gave good candy. And so then you would just, you'd focus on those. You'd, you'd go back to those houses you'd, you'd twice. You'd hit all the houses that gave you king-size candy bars. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of those. But yeah, once you knew where they were, I mean, you hustled to get back there before they ran out. Yeah. Uh, of course, like, I know that you've heard the story, and I told it on a podcast episode earlier. There was that one Halloween in 10th grade where... You know, I filled up the super soakers with, oh, uh, yeah, maybe I won't root in case you haven't heard the episode, you know, go back. It's like episode 11 or something like that. Um, me and my friends got a little rowdy on Halloween one time anyway. So that's trick or treating as I know it. Yes. And I feel like there's, there's less and less of that. Like where we live right here. Yeah. There's not much. But they did do something for the kids, though. It was it was like a trunk or treat kind of thing, uh, where all the kids that live here in our complex they were given like a path that they could walk around, 
and there'd be people along that path. I, I think doing the same sort of thing, like giving candy away from the carports. I, I didn't go around and do that. Well, I mean, so. yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're too old for that. And I had no interest in opening up the Camaro's trunk for little, <laughs> little kids to be hanging around. But yeah, that doesn't, I don't know. It just flies in the face of the spirit of Halloween to me. Yeah. As a, you know, mature citizen now, like I don't, I don't really want to see mayhem and, you know, property destruction and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, still, there should be an element of trick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to put a little more trick into the trick or treating. Yeah. Just a little bit. Otherwise, I don't know what the appeal is. There's, there's no edge to it. Okay. Well, when I dragged you in here saying, hey, we should do, uh, we should do an episode of the podcast on Halloween. You're like, well, somehow you got to make this have something to do with insurance. Like, I, I don't, do you I've even been know? on this podcast before. I know how it goes. Okay. I was going to be like, do you even know me? Like, yeah, I, I think I can somehow make it have something to do with insurance. I, I got this. This is a layup. Halloween has a lot to do with insurance. When, especially when there's mayhem going on. Like, like back in the day, I, th- I think, I mean, I'm not quite this old, but I think back in the day it was, hey, we go knocking on doors and if you don't have anything for us, like we're egging your car or, you know, your windows or something. Right? I mean, something was going on. They're, they're teepeeing houses. and Yeah, so, something's going on. Something's going on. And I don't hear a lot about that. Hey, so so this is sort of on topic, but did you ever hear like this myth that people were putting razor blades in apples? Not apples, but candy bars. Razor blades in candy bars. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's just an excuse to, hey, I'm going to take all the Kit Kats out of your bag. Like, all, all, don't worry, all these Kit Kats and... These Crunch Bars and Hershey's Bars, they all have razor blades in them. So I'm going to take these from you to keep you safe. Yeah. And here you can just have the Raisinets and the, the Skittles. No, that, that, that was a thing that I heard. Or I, I mean, it, but it was just a myth. Like, I never actually saw any real news of people biting down into razor blades. I don't think that actually happens. I also, I wasn't allowed to eat anything that was homemade. Now, I also, I just wonder, like, who's who's baking poison into, like, <laughs> Halloween stuff for kids? Yeah. It's just that one in a million chance, you're just not going to take the chance? I feel like usually the homemade stuff isn't as good as the normal candy bars either. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that, but... I mean, if somebody were to uh, pop popcorn, I, I remember there was a dude that had a popper and he'd have it on his driveway and he's just like popping popcorn for kids and parents as they're walking by. And I, I feel like my mom let us eat that, but it was, it was sort of like this question where like, you know, we made eye contact real fast, like, oh, is this going to be okay? Can, can we get the popcorn? But if, if, if we can eat that, how come we can't eat like the homemade peanut butter bars or, or whatever because they can put poison in the in the popcorn popper yeah can't you 
I mean, I think so. I'm not, I'm not good with poison, I guess, but I feel like there's got to be some powdery poison you can put in the popcorn oil, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't know why I'm looking at you like you're the authority <laughs> figure. But you've taken chemistry and stuff in school, and yeah, I haven't. I'm just an insurance agent. Yeah, if you, I'm sure if you got like the right kind of poison, you could. Didn't let it get too hot. Yeah, just the, yeah, maybe putting it in the kettle spoils the poison. Well, what kind of poison would you, if you were going to kill <laughs> Halloween kids? Like, what kind of poison would you use? Boy, this podcast took a t- <laughs> took a creepy turn. Halloween edition of the <laughs> one interesting thing about insurance podcasts they 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 didn't they didn't have a plan. They just ended up talking about how to poison kids. <laughs> All right, forget that. Forget that. This is a family podcast. We're not going to talk about <laughs> how to poison kids. Yeah, we, we should just say you know what? If you're thinking about poisoning kids. The heat from the oven or the popcorn pop or whatever, it'll probably spoil the poison. Don't even bother. Plus the fact that, I mean, moms today never let their kids eat homemade stuff anyway. So you're you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so how about we talk about, instead of like bodily injury and like murder, let's talk about property damage. Because that's really what I thought we might actually talk about. So... To your question, how can we make this about insurance? Well, it just so happens I changed my uh, property insurance on a condo recently. And we could have talked about that, but we could save that for a different episode. But I just, I just went through the whole thing of looking over all the coverages. And one of those, uh, of course, is liability insurance. Yeah. So imagine, imagine the horror for an insurance-obsessed homeowner when you have, like, all these people, little kids, parents, old folks, you know, walking by with their dressed-up grandkids, all going by your place. They're unfamiliar with the terrain. And maybe you've got, you know, like, tree roots growing high in your lawn that are tripping hazards. Maybe, Maybe you laid out all of those Halloween decorations and they look really cool and they're scary and maybe there's some moving parts. Um, and you said like, Hey, we put a sign up saying don't cross. And then they crossed. Well, I mean, you know what? You can put up signs, but I mean, people are out for Halloween. They're just going to, no one's going. they go where they go. You, you wouldn't expect them to be like traipsing through your lawn. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that some people won't. Some people want to get a close up view of the, you know, little graveyard that you put up there and. The twelve foot tall Frankenstein. Yeah, little ghosts you got like hanging from the tree, and yeah, people could be all over the place, and they could get hurt, right? Yeah, you could trip. Little kids are pushing each other. Yeah, he took my Snickers. Bam. All right, is that your fault? No, but you know if it happens on your property, somebody could sue you. I'm I'm super leery of like lawsuits. I really am. Because anybody can sue anybody else for any dumb reason. I say that a lot, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. And you just got a bunch of people like walking all over your place. Coming coming up to your doorbell. All right. Is there maybe a crack in the steps? One step is smaller than the other. Yeah. That's a thing. Maybe you don't have a handrail going up the two steps. 
So somebody falls, you don't have any signs that say, watch your step. Maybe you've got those brick pavers. Those brick pavers are always uneven. Yeah. Yep. Somebody trips on that. Even if, even if the brick being uneven didn't cause them to fall, maybe it's their own fault just because they're running and pushing and shoving. Some plaintiff's attorney will go up there during the discovery process looking at all of those bricks and identify there's a, you know, one sixteenth of an inch difference between one to the other. There you go. You're getting sued. No, absolutely. Halloween, huge risk just because the sheer numbers of people. Never mind the fact that they're wearing masks. They can't see. It's dark. They're on a sugar high. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I'm the guy that, yeah, I don't turn my light on. All, all you kids go someplace else. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with the term attractive nuisance? That could be something like a trampoline, a backyard playground, swimming pool, or perhaps some kind of Halloween decoration. Anything that invites inquisitive little children to come over and play can be an attractive nuisance. And if, if they get hurt on that, even if they weren't invited to play on it, okay, it's a potential liability for that homeowner if and when a kid gets hurt on it. And so people are erecting all of these cute and fun little Halloween things. But if it looks like something a kid could jump on and play with, and then they get hurt on it, a lot of states you know, treat that as a, a real liability for that homeowner. And I can't stress enough, it's even if like the homeowner does not want any kids there. Now then, how many, I love stats, how many kids do you think get hurt on Halloween? How many kids are there in the U.S.? Ooh, I'm, I'm going to ballpark it at, you know, 90 million. Okay. I'm going to go with 100,000. <laughs> 100,000 kids get hurt on Halloween? Get hurt in some way. Huh. Um, no. <laughs> no. Am uh, I high? Uh, you're, you're way high, yeah. 100,000 kids getting hurt on Halloween. No, they, they would outlaw that holiday. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of hazards. So I, I just made a Google real fast, and... One of the first things that comes up is children are twice as likely to die on Halloween than any other day of the year. That's according to a 2012 State Farm analysis. All right, that's an insurance company. More than 4 million fatalities between 1990 and 2010. Crazy. Uh, a study from the Centers for Disease Control. Oh my gosh. Children are four times more likely to die on Halloween while walking. Now but think about that. Think about that for a second. It's saying four times more likely to die on Halloween as opposed to any other day while walking. Well, how many kids die walking on a typical day? Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess of two. Yeah. It's, I mean, no, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's five. Five kids die on a typical day walking, right? Sure. Halloween would be four times more likely than that day but all we're saying is four times more than a relatively small number yeah okay but 
how many more kids are out walking on Halloween as opposed to the typical day? Probably a lot more. Like a hundred times more, right? Kids don't walk anymore. Kids aren't walking anywhere. Not most kids. Yeah. No. So if it's only four times more likely, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Right there. People know how to walk. Yeah. I think people are aware of kids being out on the street. I'm talking about drivers. Drivers are more aware of kids being out on the street, so they tend to be more careful on Halloween, I think. Yeah. I've seen people drive. You see people drive. I mean, they're they're not looking for child pedestrians most of the time. I mean, outside of maybe a school zone. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's not a lot of kids that are getting hit by cars or, you know, fatally hit by cars. Now I hear myself say that. If you hit a kid with a car, yeah, there's a good chance he's, <laughs> he's not going to get up right away. But, yeah, all right. There, there's some things you got to watch out for. Wear, you know, reflective clothing. You've heard all that stuff. You want people to be able to see you. Don't be, like, crossing the street from between parked cars. You know, cross at the crosswalk. Uh, cross under a street light, something, something like that. So you're very visible. Yeah. All right. Also going back way before my time, but, um, it used to be a thing that, you know, kids would, they, they all made their own costumes. I feel like a lot of times people just go to that spirit Halloween store and you just buy something, but it it used to be like we'd, we'd make costumes. Or definitely the generation just older than me made costumes. Well, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, the stuff that they sell at those Halloween costume stores, they're all flame retardant. They're non-flammable Halloween costumes. That's a very good idea. Yeah, it is a really good idea because there's jack-o'-lanterns. You're walking past, you know, these things that are just on fire and... You know, people dressed as ghosts or whatever. They, they've they got draping costumes. They're long and could catch the flame. It's good that it's non-flammable. But the stuff that's being made at home or many generations ago wasn't necessarily flame-retardant, non-flammable stuff. And I did hear, and maybe this is sort of like the razor blade in the apple thing, I guess just many generations ago, I I didn't fact check it, but I I feel like there was stories of people like burning in their Halloween costumes. Yeah. I I, I feel like, do do they teach you to stop, drop and roll? Yeah. Oh, they still do that. Oh, that's good. Or at least that hasn't been told me since elementary school, but I assume they're still teaching that. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. That, That comes in. Uh, handy on Halloween if your costume catches fire. Stop, drop, and roll, kid. There's a lot of good tips on this podcast this week. Hmm. Oh, oh, no, no, no. One more thing. Dogs. There's a lot of dogs out there. Walking house to house. See, dogs don't know that it's Halloween. <laughs> dogs don't know that it's Halloween. And they could get riled up. And if you got a dog gets gets loose and bites a kid, yeah. I th- I think that is the number one cause for homeowners claims is dog bites. I think so. It it could be water damage. 
I think water damage is probably more common than dog bites. I think water damage is higher up in terms of dollars paid out. But I think dog bites happen more. I feel like more places get water damage than dogs. I think there's more homeowners that will get water damage than homeowners that have dogs. But you're just guessing because you're, you're, you're not the insurance professional on the podcast. That's me. Yeah. You're, you're just guessing. But I can appreciate that. I guess about stuff on this podcast too. Side note, did you know rabies was coming back? In dogs. In dogs? Yeah. Who's missing the rabies shot? Well, you've heard about anti-vaxxers amongst humans, right? And they're spreading it to dogs? Yeah. The, the, the whole anti-vax thing from COVID... It got into pet owners' heads that maybe their pets were going to suffer some side effects if they kept getting their shots. And so there's there's enough people not vaccinating their dogs for rabies that it's coming back. That is stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, I mean, I will totally go along with that. And again, I'm going to cite something I read without having the source in front of me to be able to say where I read it. But I believe it said 70% of the canine population needs to be vaccinated in order for it to be, what is the word, effective? Yeah. So, isn't that funny how I said that? Like, I'm about to use a big word here. I'm not sure what it means. What is it? Um, Effective. (laughs) Effective. Yeah, that was on my vocab toilet paper over the day. <laughs> um, no. So what I was going to do there, I, I think I was going to say something like efficacious. And then I was, and then I remembered that rule. Like, you know what, if there's a, if there's a fourth grade word you can use that everybody's going to know, just use that one. And, and frankly, I, I don't even know if efficacious is the right meaning of what I meant to say there. Effective. Effective Eva- works. Effective works. All right. So need 70% of the dogs. I mean, in some Areas, I guess they're not getting 70% of the dogs vaccinated. And rabies is coming back. Did you see Old Yeller? Yes, I did. They, they need to show that. They need to post that on these anti-vax pet owner social media sites. <laughs> yeah. Rabies, that's that's not something that's, you want. No. That's not something you want. <laughs> that's something that, like, you don't know about until, like... You've had it for like six months. Really? I think in like, dogs? In people. Oh. Uh, I think it's like you can have it for like six months without knowing it, without like any symptoms. Really? Don't quote me on that. No, it's I, on the podcast. I, I'm not gonna edit that out. That's that's a great little tidbit. Hmm. I I know it's a lengthy time that it's possible to be without symptoms and still have rabies. You mean asymptomatic? Yes. I believe that's the word you're looking for. But <laughs> if, if, a, if a group of fourth grade words can do, <laughs> use that. You think asymptomatic is flying over the heads of our podcast audience? After COVID, probably not. But <laughs> probably before COVID, it, probably, it might have. People are turning this off like... I don't even understand what these guys are talking about anymore. All right. All right. So everybody, uh, yeah, I think we got a lot of good stuff out there. Get your pets vaccinated. I feel like the Bob Barker of uh, insurance podcast. 
get your pets spayed or neutered, get them, get them vaccinated for rabies. Even if you've been asymptomatic for six months, but you live, you're living with a pooch who hasn't had the shot, maybe check yourself out too. Never know. Better safe than sorry. And, uh, hey, if you're going to have kids traipsing all over your property on Halloween, maybe check your uh, liability limits on your homeowner's insurance policy. All right, everybody. Well, that's the podcast for Halloween. If you liked it, tell your friends. If you happen to be a licensed insurance professional and you need insurance continuing education credits, check out our website at bmfce.com. We've got live webinars. You just listen along. No test required. Get some credit. And hey, leave us a rating, give us a review, and check back in a couple of weeks. Thanks. I don't know what other kind of fancy pants podcast studios you've been in.